Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effects podcast. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm joined in our mobile studio with uh, by Brian Sevitz and Amy Martell. And we'll get to Amy in a little bit. She's going to be our spotlight of the week. Uh, we are glad you've joined us, whether you're watching this video or just listening on the podcast. We hope that it'll be encouraging for you today, some information that you need to know about, and, uh, and we're glad to be with you. I'm happy to be back because it's been two weeks. I've been gone for two weeks. From the podcast. And they survived just fine without me. <laughs> Not even It was me. weird. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Um, uh, but I, I'm glad to be back. We want to let you know this week's video is sponsored by Homemade Fresh Bread in honor of what we're going to be talking about today with Rooted242. Uh, you made this bread, Amy. I did. You made this bread. You made this bread, too. I did. Yes. And uh, she has gifted them to Brian and I, and there you go, there's your, <laughs> Thank there's you. your loaf, and we could break bread together. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, if you want some homemade bread, Rooted242 is for you, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. But we want to get to, uh, first off, the TLCC, oh no, recap. Recap. We got to do a recap of the week. Uh, I was gone this Sunday. Were you at church on Sunday? I was. How was church on Sunday? Did you do anything? I ran she the did. camera. Yeah. yeah. So Amy, I did. Amy runs the camera every now and then. Every now and then. And slides sometimes. Yep. Sometimes lyrics. Yeah. Okay. So Sunday, uh, another lady was supposed to be on and had had an issue with her car and then fell trying to deal with the issue with her car mm -hmm. and... Uh, anyway, Amy stepped in. Uh, I think I messaged you Saturday night, right? Let, or, yeah, eight thirty or nine o'clock Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. So many of you have received that message saying, "Please help us late <laughs> at night," and we're so grateful for those of you who say yes, and we're so grateful for, for those of you who aren't able to do it. But um, Sunday was good. I uh, it was it was daylight savings time. Are we daylight savings fans, or no. do we wish we should just do away with it? I want them to leave it the same. I don't care which time it is. I want it light in the morning I as would, much as possible. I'd rather it light in the morning, right? Me too. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. It, this year was different for me because I slept in on Sunday. I'm just going to tell you all. I slept in, <laughs> I took it easy, and it was lovely. It was very nice. I was gone over this weekend with the Missouri Christian Convention, and uh, we had a good convention. And after it was all done, I took off on Sunday, and Daryl Ammon uh, did a great job from the college uh, stepping in. So um, we didn't get to uh, sing you happy birthday. That's true. We took Sunday off, and Sunday was birth. Well, Sunday was the yeah, Sunday. Sunday was your birthday. My birthday. Yes, I turned 33 on Sunday, and uh, I'm actually kind of glad. I don't. Isn't it awkward when people just sing you happy birthday and you have to stay there and watch them? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. Anyway, we hope your Sunday went well. Uh, Daryl Ammon uh, talked about um, the example that Jesus sets. If you missed that sermon uh, in, in his in in discipling others and following the example of Christ, you can see that at TLCC.church. And uh, go ahead and check that out. Okay, let's get to the TLCC top three. couple things you need to know going into this week that are coming up. Brian, what's the first one? Okay, so first thing, something that we forgot to announce Sunday, <clears throat> and it's a special study starting next Sunday. It's going to be led by one of our elders, Joel Johnson, and it's uh, evidence that demands a verdict. Mm -hmm. This is kind of an apologetics. Uh, I think it's a book 
originally, Josh and then a video series, and then a small group study. And Joel, I think, is doing the six-week small group study. So I assume there will be some video clips to go along with it. Yep. We um, see the God that we worship and our Savior Jesus Christ is perfect. But we are not, and we sometimes miss things and make mistakes or don't announce things when we should have or didn't know about them. Brian didn't even know about it, and communication got mixed up. So uh, this is one of these special classes on Sunday that we've started. Uh, we did one about the restoration movement. This is about difficult questions that make people wonder, is there a God, or how do I answer? If I'm a believer and people are talking to me, asking difficult questions, uh, apologetics is how to defend your faith. So this is a, a series that if you've wanted to know how do I answer some of these difficult questions, how do I think through uh, defending my faith, this will be a great class for you. And like Brian said, it's a six-week class, and we hope that you join it. It'll be in classroom 405, 406 at 1045 starting this Sunday. Mm -hmm. All right, what's next? Well, you can talk about this one too, the 4Gen training. Oh yeah, March 23rd? I think it's 25th. 25th. Saturday. It's a Saturday. Uh, we are bringing in a, a ministry that helps us know how to make disciples. How do we reach our neighbors and the people next to us? It gives us some practical ways to do that. It is a going to be 9 to 2 p.m., 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and lunch will be provided. It is a great, great course to go through, great material. It will really inspire you. And our goal for this year is to make disciples. And this will be uh, a great start and help in that process. So uh, that'll be at the church building. You don't have to pay anything, but we'd encourage you to go online and sign up at the 4Gen training group that's in the uh, app, yeah. the church app, or you can call the office and say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that. And then if you're really old fashioned, <laughs> there's a paper that you can sign up on. Mm -hmm. um, but that will be happening uh, the Saturday. I, I, now I've got to double check this date here. I think it's the 23rd. Is it the 23rd? All right, hang on. Let's clarify. Saturday the 25th. Yeah. There it is. There it is. It is the 25th. So we, we really hope that you turn out for that. That'll be a, a, great, a great training session. And you'll be inspired and encouraged, equipped, and fed yeah. physically. Okay, number three, the uh, Easter Choir, which I'm making this into sort of a whole full-blown worship team plug, I guess. But uh, Easter Choir, Easter's on April 9th. We talked about it last week. We uh, gave you that schedule, 8 o'clock a.m., 10.45 a.m. with breakfast in between, okay, on Easter. But anybody that sings is welcome to be in the choir. I just need to know it. So... You know write it in the comments if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or uh, call the office and let us know or sign up we do have the paper sign up as well at church let me know if you'd like to participate in that beyond that we uh, always are looking you know Amy was saying that she serves in uh, tech always looking for new techies because you know, you have those weeks where it's like, I've got six options on camera, and then you have the weeks where everybody's gone all at once. It's weird. Mm -hmm. um, and same way, you know, like in the band, we have the same thing. We go from where it seems like we've got six bass players to nobody overnight. I don't know how that happens, but it's just, it's just the way it works. So 
um, we don't, at least we haven't in the past few years just had like a one time a year is audition day or something like that. But just talk to me if you are, especially if you're newer, but maybe you're not even newer, um, you know, to the church and you just haven't. We had a guy several years ago that I think he'd been coming for like a year and a half and played electric guitar. And never we told it. us. We had weeks we had no electric guitar and he never told us. I think some people <laughs> just assume since you're a bigger church, oh, they've got plenty of people that want to do yeah. it. But our attitude is we want as many people to be participant. And if, if that's something you enjoy and you can use your gift, then, then tell us. So. Yeah. So those are the top three. Okay, there you go. Top three reminders. We got the special study starting this Sunday. Um, you can see that in the apps. We got the four gen training happening on the 25th. And then if you want to be a part of the Easter choir singing group or even just a part of that uh, team, uh, let us know. Uh, call the office, talk to Brian, and uh, we'd, we'd be happy to have you. Okay, we are today in the uh, beautiful, well-designed room of Rooted 242 with Amy Martell. Uh, Amy, <clears throat> tell us real quick, um, you got 15 seconds. What would you want people to know about who you are, okay? So let me just get the timer out. Hold real on, I should start before you start the timer because 15 seconds is yeah, but shorter the, than my elevator speech. Okay, 30 <laughs> seconds then. Okay. All right, tell us if you want people to know who you are. Someone's like, who is Amy Martell on your market set? Go. I'm going to tell you about what is Rooted 242 because you no, don't no, need no. to know about me. No, no, no. Rooted 242. We're going to get there. Oh. I, I don't want people to know who you are. <sighs> okay. Ready? Go. Okay. So my heart is for teenage kids and for youth aging out of the foster care system. And so I want to feed them and serve them well. That was eight seconds. Sweet. I awesome. made the 15 second count. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, what, like, who are you? You're a, you're a mom. I'm a mom. I'm a, a wife. Mom. You're a wife. I've been married for 15 years. You're a follower of Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus. Uh, we have seven children. Uh, we adopted five out of the foster care system, and we had two of our own. Yeah. Um, you been a part of the church your whole life? Uh, no. I Nope. I became a Christian at 16. Okay. was baptized by my best friend in high school, and since then went to Christian college and started doing missionary work and then fell into foster care wow. and found a love of kids who came from hard places. Uh, now, I've never asked you this, but how did you get connected with Jesus then? Like, what was that? Uh, my best friend in high school said, you should come to church camp. And really? I said, okay. Really? Yes. My, my family is, is Catholic, so I was exposed to church, right. um, mm. but not a relationship with Jesus. Wow. And made that decision at church camp. Wow. So when, when we tell students like, hey, invite your friends, it really can change a yes. whole entire life, person's life. Mm -hmm. The entire trajectory of your life. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so we're sitting in a beautiful building on Coates Street. Corner of Coates and Fifth. Corner of Coates and Fifth. You've mm -hmm. said that a time or two. Um, and <laughs> it's been redone. Uh -huh. uh, beautiful work. You've got another side that you're working on. Yep. Um, why in the world would you buy a building and try to start a ministry? Because I needed space to be able to love people well outside of my home. Mm. I wanted to always bring everybody home and I needed a place outside of my home to be able to love people well. So tell me about that moment then when, when God laid it on your heart. I know it's probably been a process that he's been working on you, but where was that moment where you're like, God, are you really sure? Like there had to have been a moment where you're like, okay, I'm, I think I'm supposed to do this, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. 
it kind of happened in stages. Okay. It gave me a love for baking and for feeding people and for, I love to see the look on someone's face when they have a good meal and they can fellowship over food and it's great conversation. So that developed into, I wanted to have my own bakery and I started in my home and I got frustrated because I always had to clean <laughs> because my kids and my, my children just never went away. And so I wanted to have my own bakery that I could feed people in my bakery. And then it turned into a dream of, I could create space for community and feed them and have fellowship. And I grew up in a restaurant. My dad's been a restaurant owner my, my whole life. And so running a restaurant just fit that bill pretty well. All right, so at its core, mm -hmm. Rooted242 is a ministry, mm -hmm. but practically it's a place where you can come and eat. Yes. And what In do you short, serve? it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. What do you serve here? Breakfast and lunch foods. We've got breakfast sandwiches, fresh made bagels, scones, muffins, fresh baked breads. <clears throat> All of our paninis come out our fresh baked breads. Um, so you can get a breakfast sandwich with a bacon, egg, and cheese or on a bagel or an English muffin. And then you can also do a panini mm. uh, for lunch. We have like a chicken breast with bacon and avocado on it or an Italian sandwich um, and fresh soups and salads. And anybody can come in and get, Correct. Can get food. What the benefit is, is that the money that you spend for that meal, the profits, what the proceeds, then go back into the uh, Randolph County youth and families who have been affected by foster care. Mm. So now take us through that bridge. I come, I support the restaurant, that's great, love the food, love the atmosphere, great place to hang out and meet. Take us from there to the ministry side of things where you're helping foster care. You've talked about a place for people to mm -hmm. gather. What are those practical ministry things? Uh, currently, we actually have two we've hired. We also do job skill training, so we have two that are currently on our paid staff. Um, that are aged out foster youth and so we can help provide job skill training and we can help to um, provide a, a financial means for them to grow as well um, and have a little bit more grace for them as they learn how to work well because um, you've dealt with foster kids before correct and sometimes they just don't show up <laughs> And so I think that's everywhere. <laughs> I don't know that, I don't but know I'm, I'm hoping you. that this grace, you know, can help teach them uh -huh. instead of, you know, just firing them on the spot. Yeah. Um, but then also we have programming. We've had STARS training meeting in here for future foster families. Uh, we'll have a supervised visitation space for, biolog for biological families to visit with their foster kids who are currently in care mm -hmm. in a safe and loving environment. We'll also provide financial planning uh, training, safe touch trainings, parenting classes, um, different things like that. So the education piece in our gathering space. And then the best part, which is our apartments upstairs, which are independent living apartments for youth as they age out of the foster care system to provide them with safe and sustainable living while they learn how to become adults with mentorship tagged along with that. Wow. So when you buy a panini uh -huh. at Rudy242, it's not just going you know in back into the local absolutely absolutely 100% <laughs> it's not just going back into the local economy which is great it's it's directly serving ministry needs correct now Brian real quick you have has been a part of a foster uh, the foster world more than I have um, have you gone on those visitations with families what would it have been like if you had a place like this that was local a different environment mm. than like a sterile <clears throat> office space somewhere yeah um, you know, with the with the baby that we had, it was more of a trade cars situation. Mm -hmm. Although we did start out uh, going to um, um, social services office or whatever up by uh, you know Walmart. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that office is called, mm -hmm. but they had a place 
but I was thinking about um, like when we did stars training or something like that this is awesome for that and I can also imagine uh, just without getting into any specifics sometimes you do need a neutral location sometimes uh, you don't necessarily want the biological family to know your home address Correct. I mean it, it's just um, sometimes can be kind of a messy situation Correct. and that would be awesome mm -hmm. um, I don't know at what point we would you know you utilize that but we've known families that certainly would utilize a yep. space like this yeah it also kind of reclaims some of the dignity because you know if you're a parent who has lost your child to the foster care system meeting in some strange office to try to have some mm -hmm. good time with your children it's just so awkward and strange. So meeting in a place that seems a little bit more in informal, more like a family, yep. is can kind of reclaim some of that dignity. It does two things. It helps you build authentic relationships and it helps rehabilitate the family dynamic, rehabilitate the biological family's parenting abilities. Because we want to rehabilitate families. We don't just want to lose them. We want to support them and encourage them and uplift them. Yeah. All right, so this Ruta 242 has been in the works for over <clears throat> two years now? Over a year. Over a we year now. We just started at the end of 2021. Yeah, but I mean the dream and all of it coming okay. together, all the groundwork. Couple of, yeah, a yeah, couple, so couple of years, yeah. right? What's the biggest, uh, if you were to say, what's been the biggest blessing so far for you and this ministry, uh, even your family? And then what's the biggest need moving forward? For you guys uh, so it, the need and the blessing is kind of it's the same and that's community to what to be in the the passenger seat as God is driving this vehicle mm -hmm. to watch in the front passenger seat as the community comes around to see all the blessings the random checks that show up in the mail um, the people who have come and worked on our space and dedicated hours and hours of their knowledge and 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 training um, to create this space I've watched a community grow around this that only God could have done. The need is also more community. We need more financial partners. We need more people who know things and can participate with skilled labor. And we have a huge project ahead of us upstairs. Our gathering space is projected to be done in the next couple of weeks. But as we move forward, that to transition our uh, destroyed upstairs into four living apartments, um, is going to take a lot of not only money but also work and so to see that come alive um, so it's kind of both community that has come around it and more community and financial partnership mm -hmm. is needed so so, so everything from electricians to carpenters to people who are just willing to give yep. and donate their time yep all of it cleaning yeah yep yeah, yeah. signing thank you notes that i can't get to i mean <laughs> for every skill level every age group yeah i can find something for anyone to do preston and dawson helped with something here one day they stained a cabinet was. for me it was they awesome <laughs> yeah my, my seat cabinet over there they came over here and they stained a cabinet for me That's yes awesome. every every skill level every age i can i can use yeah. mm -hmm. all right so you are just a person yes it's not like God has given you some random superpower that nobody else has. Nope. What would you, I mean, I'm not dissing you at all, but. I, <laughs> no, please keep me humble. <laughs> what, what would you say to someone that um, maybe sees a need or sees an a avenue or resource that they think God could use in a cool way, or um, God's just laid it on their heart to do something that they have that thought that you probably had, nah, I'm not the person to do that. 
just do it. I mean, take a leap of faith. God does all the details. He takes care of all of it. There are nights when I lay my head in bed and say, okay, God, I have no idea how that's going to come. And it's been answered the next day even mm. where it's, oh, so that's how you figured that out. Cool. <laughs> and so I would just say, do it. Take a leap of faith and keep walking forward and God figures out the rest. All right. One last question. Then then Brian's got something to, to say and share with you. Um, it kind of goes along with that. How has stepping out in faith grown and challenged your personal faith? It has grown it tremendously. So rooted, uh, rooted in Christ, that's where the name comes from. I had to be deeply rooted in what Christ says and who he is and who he says I am because to many people I could be looked at as a failure because it took me over a year to open my cafe. Um, or I'm not sure where my next money is going to come from. We're still not sustainable yet. It's so many people by the world standards would look at me as a failure and rooted in Christ. I have to know who he says I am and who he says he is and be rooted in that. And the 242 coming from Acts chapter two, verse 42, that we are devoted to the apostles teaching food, fellowship and prayer. And so making sure that we're knowing that fully well. Um, and that has grown so much over the last year in knowing that that next step is coming. I think sometimes our faith grows when we actually step out in faith to do what he's called us to do. And that's, that's hard to do. It's hard, it's scary, but um, we're, we're, we're inspired by you, we're proud of you, and uh, I think it's awesome. Thank you. So come check out Route 242 at the corner of Code Street and... Codes and Fit. Codes and Fit, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember. No, no. All right, Brian, go ahead, take it away. Well, we can vouch for the paninis. I know we've got a couple of them. Actually, my family came a different day. I think, I think when so. I was gone or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and we think it's awesome. Honestly, she has an awesome. I don't know if you. you it's longer than her elevator speech, but the day they had the uh, grand opening or ribbon cutting, yes. I was like, wow. She knows exactly why they're here because your your speech when the lieutenant governor and everybody were here, I was like, that was amazing. That was on the spot. <laughs> no. I have to tell you it was on the spot. It was all really? God because no, I, I couldn't even tell you what I said. It sounded I like you had written it. Yeah, it was amazing. It was God. I, I can't even take a whole lot of credit for it. It was my passion, but it's a God given yeah. passion. So. Well, that's how you can tell though, yeah. when it just comes out and you don't like have to yeah. think about it that much. Yeah. But um, I know You've got several people in our church that. Whoa! Sorry, my series. My phone went off, and now his is. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, Let me turn that down. All right. I'm sure it's my watch. Well, my, it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, we have, I'm sure, people in our church who've supported you. Mm -hmm. uh, we have given a drop in the bucket from our family. Uh, it's not much, but as as a church, and we don't usually talk about things like this because it looks like we're like, uh, I don't know. It's just weird to talk about what we do but as a church we do support a few things in the community and since this is mostly for our people here um we want to say of course we support missions and things that are obviously evangelistic then we support things like the uh, helmet program for kids playing football and railroad days and the fourth of july i mean things that um you know we don't always know the fruit of those and uh, Rooted is to us a really missional thing. And so we wanted to give just a little token from our church. And um, just to let you all know as a, as a congregation that- We didn't get the big check. I wanted no, the big No, we did one. not. I wanted the big check. Uh, 
but I guess what I'm saying is we want them to know that we do try to get involved collectively as a congregation in things like this as we're able. And so we're giving Amy a little gift today. <laughs> we don't have to do the official handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I just did the official handshake. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you know, people, if, if people ask, we'll tell them all the different things that are going on in the church and who we support. We have our set missions that these individuals or ministries get checks every week mm-hmm. or well, every month. month. Yeah. Um, but in, in, I can't even tell you how many times it happens regularly where we'll, we'll say, yeah, we can donate to that or we give money to that or here's some people that gave. And, and it just is something that we, we want to be open-handed with what God has given us. And we know that, that Rooted is doing great things and will continue to do some great things. So I hope that answers a prayer request you had last night. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe it does. I don't know. But uh, just a little bit. Actually. Okay. Okay. Um, well, the... Uh, we hope that you check out Rooted 242. Come in, get a sandwich, get a bagel, talk to Amy. Um, enjoy this ministry, but also enjoy the what it provides for the community uh, and pray for it. Yep, please pray. Mm-hmm. Please pray for the people who are gonna walk in the doors, who are gonna be affected by this ministry and pray for everybody who's coming around it to make sure that it's uplifted and stays missional minded. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so I have a blessing of the week for you as we end this podcast, and maybe it'll be an encouragement for you. I hope it is. Um, I was talking to Amy there, if you are not watching. <laughs> but also for everybody that's listening, uh, it comes out of Matthew uh, 11. I was talking, uh, shared this with our staff this morning uh, about how Jesus gives this warning to people who have seen him move but still won't repent. We've seen the miracles, we've experienced God in our life, but we still choose not to repent. Um, and he says, it's going to be worse for you if you've seen God move and you've seen his miracles and you still choose not to believe in him. Um, but then that's followed with a promise. And here's the promise that Jesus says. Jesus says, come to me. This is Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. And there's two invitations there. First is to come and find rest in Jesus because he is the author and perfecter of our faith and he is the good shepherd that gives us the rest that we need, peace for our soul. Um, He's the one that figures it out, sorts out the details. He's the one that would not call us to something unless he had a way for us to uh, be able to accomplish it. But the second part of that is not just to find rest in him, but to learn from him. And sometimes we want the rest that comes from Jesus, but we don't want the lessons. You know, we want, yeah, we want the peace, but we don't want the lessons. And he says, no, if you're coming to find rest in me, you're also going to take my yoke, my, my lessons and take it upon you. Now they're, they're light and he carries them with us, but there's still lessons to learn. So the encouragement is to find your peace in Jesus, but also to be looking to learn from him as well. Because we cannot see God move without responding with repentance, and we can't come to Jesus without learning from him. So there's your encouragement for the day. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on this week's episode of the Ripple Effects podcast. Amy, thank you for having us here in this beautiful space. Thank you for all of it. Thank you for for coming and for blessing us. Absolutely. (laughs) We will see you guys next week on the Ripple Effect podcast. Bye.